that's the purpose I have, like changing traditional HR structures into systems or new ways of working that will help people. Trust your muse. The podcast exploring new ways of working. Hello and welcome to the already sixth episode of my podcast, Trust Your Muse, the podcast on new ways of working. This conversation with Charlotte was recorded last year in November. We met in a cafe and I really had to practice a lot to pronounce it the Dutch way. It's called Café Het Gegeven Part. And translated, it means the gift horse. It's a very nice bar at night. And during the day, it's a laptop-friendly cafe. And you can go there, co-work, enjoy a coffee with friends. I'm really happy to introduce you to my guest of this episode, Charlotte. Charlotte is a freelance HR consultant and works for a small Dutch company called Oliver Valves. And that is also where we met because I attended a meetup on their Holacracy and Purpose journey last year in November. So in the last episode with the Rookie Minds, we learned about Holacracy and what it means and how you work with your tensions. We're going to deep dive into this topic again with Charlotte in this episode. We talk about quite some big topics. We talk about people. We talk about people at work. We talk about human relations and especially about progressive human relations. And we talk about the salary system as Charlotte is an expert in that topic. And I really enjoyed deep diving with her and tackle different perspectives on that. Enjoy the coffee house atmosphere, the background noises, the coffee machine running and the people talking. Uh, so I started working for myself in, there was uh, last year, October, November, November 1st, I started. So that's only almost a year ago, yeah. not so very long. Um, and uh, But I was also looking for the safety net, you know, like, okay, how am I going to make sure that I have enough money and that, that you know, that I have enough work and... and also, there's some piece of me that didn't want to, you know, you tell everybody I'm starting for myself and everybody's like, oh, that's so cool that you're doing it and so brave of you. And then you're like, okay, but I'm going to be successful. But then you also want to prove it. There was, for me, a big, like, driver as well to show people that I am successful. And in the first month, uh, Raima from Oliver called me and he said, would you like to start with us? And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool, but I just started for myself and I'm going to work with a company as a normal mm. hiree no no I don't see that happening he said yeah then just started a freelancer with us and I was like yeah okay but I also want other jobs and it was like doing HR in a company with 12 people it's like okay I can do that in two hours a week you know that's not a full-time yeah that's not going to work but okay let's do it for one day because I think what you're doing is cool and I, yeah. I can learn something from that 
Did you, they they had already started with holacracy? Right? Yeah, they like already did it for two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and they were really progressive in it as well, like taking it really serious and getting to know it. And uh, the previous company I worked in, we just um, um, how do you say? Um, we started it like one year before, mm-hmm. so we were just still in the learning phase and and really like the whole management is still trying to grasp the idea and giving into it because that was a really big thing there like the power shift mm-hmm. that is that happened really quickly in Oliver just didn't happen at the previous company I worked in at least not in the year that I was doing the uh, into the uh, transition but then um, Raima called me so I said okay let's try it out for one day a week but I also need some more time in the week to have other um, jobs because I was thinking I know HR so I'm going to do interim HR um, like a, an interim business partner something like that and I really wanted to do it in a self-managed organization mm-hmm. but I was always also like really grounded like okay there are not so many um, self-managing organizations already in that phase looking now for uh, somebody who wants to do it interim uh, in close to my house because I didn't want to commute that, that much because I also did it because I wanted to spend more time with my kids uh, and my husband at home. Um, because before that I had a lot of commuting. Um, so all reasons and things that were going on in my mind. So at in December, I um, at first I was like critical. And at some point I came like, okay, does anybody want me? You know, it was like, okay, there was not coming up a lot. And it was really quiet. I did a lot of coffees with recruitment agencies, but nothing really came from that. And then... December, I got an interview at T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. I think you know it, it's in Germany, also T-Mobile, yeah. Um, and I got to start there as a HR advisor uh, in January. So I, I was there for six months. And then doing that, because it was all very easy, because it was work I did for years. I already knew everything that was to do there. But at the same time, it was not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I was working for one day at Oliver Files doing really awesome stuff. And then four days at um, T-Mobile, where it's 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 really traditional still, which is okay. Uh, but it wasn't really what gave me energy and what was driving me to go like, yes. Uh, I did a lot of case management, so managers having problems with an employee because they were sick or weren't performing well. And then, um, yeah, then I could influence the manager. So I could talk to the manager and say, okay, if you approach the employee differently, like an adult and not um, be a stick up, uh, uh, like focused on mm-hmm. how many hours he works, but the result that he is doing. And that's more important mm-hmm. than him being there at nine o'clock in the morning. And if he starts at 9.15, yeah. but he works all night, okay, be okay with that, you know, let lose the control. Mm-hmm. But then of course he had another manager and he was doing the same thing. And then there was a manager above that. So it was like, before you could change the system, I was not in the place for that. And it was taking energy out instead of giving in. So after six months and also with some reflection from the people at Oliver's, they were like, what's your purpose, Charlotte? Why are you working at T-Mobile if this is your purpose, you know? Uh, so I had to be frank. What, what and, was uh, your purpose? Yeah, the, the, this is your purpose? Yeah, the purpose that I have is to uh, let people, um, like what it is, the, the system, the system is how it is now in most companies. <laughs> It's, it's producing a lot of waste if you look at people. People are wasting time and jobs that they don't like. Uh, people are wasting um, uh, skills and talents because they cannot 
they cannot use their talents fully because they have a job and it's not permitted to go outside of the, the, the room of the job. Um, so all those things are not helping people, are not helping companies to grow. Um, and I think if you change systems, if you change the typical HR systems, if you look at um, uh, personal development not as a tool to uh, reward somebody or to decide on how high the salary will be, uh, but as a tool to grow so the, to, the company can grow. If you do that differently, then it will be so much better and people will be so much more happier, less burnouts, everything. So that's that's the purpose I have, like changing traditional HR structures into systems or new ways of working that will help people. So just for the record, I'm sitting yeah. here with a progressive HR person and I'm, my, <laughs> I'm super uh, enlightened. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, you so, don't yeah. find those yeah. people often. I don't know why. Maybe that's the reason I left HR because I was yeah. also um, rather frustrated. So yeah. it's very inspiring to... Yeah. To hear this. To hear yeah. This, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So maybe you should go back in HR <laughs> and also be Change progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Because there is room and there's, big, there's more room coming okay. now and more mm -hmm. questions about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I then quit T Mobile. Yay. Okay, you guys. And then Oliver was throwing a party. Yeah. Because uh, they were asking, okay, how many hours then you can work with us? <laughs> so I said, okay, let's not do full time, let's do three days. So just holding back a little, but also because I, I don't want to be just in one company. I like to also learn from other companies and, and use those experience on each other. Uh, and then I, I quit there and then I said, okay, I want to do more hours mm -hmm. at Oliver, but I don't want to do full time. I want to have some time left also just to take it easy mm -hmm. because you don't have to be working all the time yeah you have uh, two kids i have right? two kids okay, yeah cool. uh, they're in school already so it gives me a little bit more free time but it's also nice to be able to say okay they have like a school outing and i, I will join them instead of always being no mama has to, has to work um so there was also a reason to have a little bit space there and then i had like this project for myself like okay, I'm going to make like a marketing plan to put myself out there and show people what I'm doing. So then, but of course the marketing already started by talking to people and letting them know how you feel or letting them know how you think. And um, uh, it, it was, I went on holiday for the summer and then I came back and I have now three different new, um, um, how do you say, uh, assignments. Cool. And it just came like, this um, training, this organizational development company. Um, they they had this company was doing holacracy uh, and they don't have experience with holacracy and they needed some HR help. So like, Charlotte, can you fly in and do that? So I did a project there for a month and now I'm going to work there for two days a month as a, like an interim HR mm -hmm. um, business partner, but just for two days a month. Uh, and they're working holacratic, so they're working differently than most companies so it makes it so much easier just to help them on the HR and your part. expertise right you're building yeah, up that's exactly are what there I'm doing many, yeah. um, HR people you know that are experts or becoming experts in holacracy or is it also kind of a something corporates are looking for actually now and yeah you are, yeah okay. of course yeah and and the people of that people are doing holacracy are also limited of course yeah. the companies that are doing it Uh, but I see that it's it's like um, it's not that often that I see it. I don't know. I only know my former colleagues mm. do that did holacracy um, in the previous company that I worked with. 
but um, no, it was the same question that I had when we started Holacracy. So how about the HR stuff? Mm-hmm. And Holacracy doesn't provide it, so you have to. You mentioned that at yeah. the meetup, and yeah. I was yeah, I'm curious if I'm. I know Holacracy very basic, you know, and yeah. I, with this vocation, I've learned more and more about it. But mm-hmm. maybe you can just introduce a bit, and then. Yeah what role HR, your role is, yeah. or your part, or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it can be, you know, holacracy is just a system, it's just the operating system. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say which roles you need to have or how you should do salaries, or you can you can do that all by yourself, deciding on how you want it. Uh, so you can have, we, in, in at Frames, there was a company I worked in, Um, there we had uh, like a circle and it was like people development and it was kind of HR mm. circle and we were helping like all these other circles went with hiring and stuff like that but we we were having sort of domains on it so it was like still our field and we were doing helping the company so that was pretty traditional still which was okay of course uh, but if you want to be really self-managed it's even cooler to see okay how we're doing hiring Uh, maybe in the circle, uh, like in the smooth operating circle, mm-hmm. to you can even decide how to do hiring there. You don't have to do it from an external source, and you don't have to have an expert on that. And the in smooth that circle. operating circle. Yeah, it's just an example. Like um, at Oliver, we have a smooth operating circle, and the smooth operating circle is just a circle who helps uh, everything needed to do your work, mm-hmm. like making sure there's there's good food for lunch and there is. Uh, I don't know, the building is okay or salaries are being paid, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I lost the question. You, you were talking about HR in, professionals. In our, yeah, how, yeah. So when you came to Oliver, there was no, no, no HR. You have 14 people there, right? Yeah, well, actually, there was, um, there was sort of an HR circle, the people, people circle you could say. Um, and there were people in there with different backgrounds. There was somebody with an HR background, but she just started um, working. Um, and there was the Holacracy coach, mm-hmm. so Jasper, who mm-hmm. actually uh, implemented Holacracy at the, at the firm. He also had some HR roles. Well, his background is not HR, yeah. but his background, of course, is people mm-hmm. and people working together and how to help mm-hmm. them. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that he has some roles in that. And also the founder, Raima, uh, he has some roles in that circle as well. And I came into that circle mm-hmm. having expertise. So I got like internal partners for like a recruiting mm-hmm. role and stuff like that. Um, uh, I have the earnings plan advisor. So the salaries, I do the advice part on for, the, for new people or people want to change their salaries. Um, And also, uh, I have very different roles, like we doing these meetups. I help organize these meetups. Well, yeah, it's not it's not HR. It's just it's just something that I like to do, and I, I have uh, skills in, and that's something the company needs. So we'll do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we already discussed the salary part, and I mentioned the discussion in Germany about new pay and mm-hmm. new way um, of salary scale. And you have changed the existing salary model at Oliver as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, how did Holacracy support you in that, or mm-hmm. the yeah this tool? 
and why did you decide on this this three layer model? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, holacracy. All it says is you are free to do whatever you like. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> as long as it's not with a lot of rules, right? Well, there are, there are as far as I've learned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, a lot of rules. Well, the thing is, it's like it's like if you play soccer, there are also a lot of rules. Yeah. But it's not like that it's permitting you to play a nice game. Um, only it makes it really clear. Yeah. yeah right. They they make the um, uh, how do you say the comparison to soccer a lot. Like like it's like learning to do holacracy. You don't learn the rules. And then you go play it. You just go play it, and then by playing it, you learn the rules. And then you understand when when it's a penalty and when mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's the same with holacracy. So you don't have uh, a rule set. You don't have to learn it. And and the biggest rule is you can do whatever you want as long as it's not f explicitly forbidden. So there are some restrictions, of course. So you cannot just change... Let me say, uh, no, you can you can change whatever you want, actually, uh, unless there's a domain for it. So somebody really has like the ownership mm -hmm. of a particular thing, like the website. You could have a domain on the website so that not everybody is constantly changing stuff, mm -hmm. but you have somebody holding the authority to change the website. And then you go to that person and say, okay, I, I think it's a good idea to change this or that. And then, okay, go ahead, do it. Um, so there are some restrictions. Um, and we now actually have a domain on the earnings plan, on the on the salary system, because you don't want people just tweaking it or changing it. So there's a role explicitly uh, responsible for uh, having that um, uh, model, uh, to updating it, and to make sure that it's that it's still valid, that it still works like that. Um, by changing it, we had a different model first. And all you need to do in Holacracy, if you want to change it, is do a proposal. And then you have this whole... You have this tool, this uh, IE Frog, something with Frog, how is it called? Glassfrog. Glassfrog? Yeah. So that's a tool that you use as well? Yeah, Glassfrog is just to... Yeah, and, and there are, you also have Holaspirit. There are a few mm -hmm. uh, uh, companies in the market providing it. But it's, it's, it's just an app. Okay. You could say it's an app or it's, an, it's a website and um, you make visible... So you make visible what's like everything that, like normally in companies you have a organogram, like a, mm -hmm. or an org chart, yeah. um, and you have rule sets and you have a personal guide and you have like all these different documents and all those things are in mm -hmm. Glassrock. And the good thing about Glassrock is that you can change it very, very easily, very simple. Uh, while if you have like a personal handbook, mm -hmm. personal handbook, you know, it's like most of the time it's like 40 pages and then. Every year you get a, a revision and in big companies it's like really like sort of a Bible which is, yeah, it's hard to change. Um, well, in Holacracy, if you want to change something, you put in a proposal and then you have a few steps you have to go through. Mm -hmm. um, which, um, uh, and at first people, I will tell, they tell you my proposal, I yeah. will say, okay, my intention is that the current system is now working as it is. I have a new proposal for a new system, which will be much better. And then everybody got to ask uh, clarifying questions, like, okay, what does this mean? But it's, it has to be clarifying. So no As reactions. proposal, could you also just express your tension without knowing a yeah. proposal? So that's yeah. also possible. Yeah. And then you have a facilitator in a meeting and it will help you to go to, okay, what's, 
what's the least thing you need to solve a little okay. bit of the of the tension? With the help of, yeah. of others, like yeah. more brains used. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then uh, once you have the proposal on paper, because sometimes you don't have it, sometimes you have. And if you have it, then you do a clarifying round mm -hmm. questions. And the hardest thing is if, if you have a good facilitator, he will get it, you know, the opinions out of the questions. Like, wouldn't it be better if you would do this and this? Then, yeah, that's an opinion. That's not a clarifying question. What would be a clarifying question? Um, what's the tension behind this? Or um, how do you mean mm -hmm. this or that? Like questions, really not wanting to know what uh, what thought behind it was or how it works. Just how questions or... Mm -hmm. But the why question most often, um, is that true? No, why questions are still very valid. Yeah. Yeah, just mm -hmm. really wanting to understand mm -hmm. it. Second round is where everybody gives a reaction. So you get to speak and you get to give your reaction and nobody can interrupt. So for that's how long? For as long as you need. Okay. Yeah. So that's different because in most in most meetings that you have been to in normal companies, it's just like people talking and then being interrupted and then the other ones get to say the same thing over and over again and, and no decisions are being made. So everybody gets one turn in saying what this and you can give suggestions you can say you hate the idea you can say that you like it whatever you everything. like everything everything you want as long as it's about you speak to the table you don't speak to the person so it's not personal not like you're an idiot for proposing this because then the facilitator will intervene but it's okay. about um, uh, giving your opinion or having suggestions or yeah well I think it would help me if you would put that in, that in, the, in the proposal as well Uh, but still, the, the the person who gave the proposal, he's all about solving his own tension. So he's not there to solve everybody else's tensions because they can bring up their tensions and their proposals afterwards. afterwards yeah, but it's he or she is there just to solve their own tension. Uh, so you have that round with the opinions, and then the proposer gets the chance to integrate the ideas or proposals from the others into his or her proposal. But you don't have to. So it's totally free. It's okay if you don't, and it's okay if you do. So you're free, okay, you say, okay, maybe I want to change. I don't think that wording is the best for this, or uh, I think it would be better to change it a little bit. Um, then you're able to change it. But if you don't, then that's it. And then you're go, going to do another round, and then you ask the question, if we would um, um, accept this proposal, would that uh, do any harm to the company? And then you get like a, an objection. Yeah, you have a beautiful phrase sentence, which I don't have in my head. But you ask this question, uh, the facilitator does that to everyone in the in the room. And uh, then you just say, I have an objection or no objection. And if you have no objection, then and nobody has one, then it's accepted automatically. But if you do have an objection, you have, again, a, a few questions and which you're going to test, is it a valid objection or not? And like uh, one of the questions is, do you know that it causes harm? Or do you anticipate that it does? Huh. Like, yeah, if we're going to do this, then we're going to go bankrupt. Okay, do you know that it's going to happen or do you just think that it might happen? Yeah. You know, because a lot of things are like, well, out of being afraid of what might happen. And then that's the reason why we hold back and why we don't progress. Um, so that's, that's a question that's been asked. And if it's, yeah, well, I, I think it might. Okay, then next question is, is it safe enough to try knowing that we can change it anytime we like. Because we can change the proposal next hour or next week. If we think, okay, no, it's actually not working, you change it back. 
Yeah. And does this follow a certain time frame? So is it um, you hand in your proposal after at least uh, one or two days you gathered for the first round? Or how is this? No, start? it's That's one awesome. meeting. All? Is one All meeting. in one meeting, yeah. And how? But that can take up to a day or... Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have an hour. Yeah, oh, it okay. depends on it depends on which proposal it is. But also, you learn to do it, and at some point, you know already before if am I, do I really have an objection, or is this objection going to turn invalid? So, and you know when to speak. Uh, and also, some some proposals are not interesting for your roles, and then you don't have an opinion about it, and you don't have questions about it. So it's not that everybody talks for an hour or something like that. Um, the thing is, with governance meetings, you The, the, the secretary um, uh, places it in the agenda, and that's the time frame you have for it. And sometimes you do like 10 proposals in one meeting, and sometimes you just do one. And everything that's not been handled is being uh, forwarded to the next meeting. But you can ask the secretary, who is responsible for the um, for setting the meetings, to do it. Can we do it next week, or can you do? Can you uh, make one in the agendas for tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. And do you remember the first, um, your, your, like, how, how was it the first time you, you did a proposal? Was it also the salary topic already, or was it another smaller one? Yeah. Well, I mean, small, but I mean, salary is a huge topic. Salary is a huge one. An emotional yeah. topic, so. Yeah, but actually, within, within Oliver, I didn't do the proposal okay. within Oliver. Raymond did it. Uh, and he did talk to everybody before that. Uh, to see because it has like personal uh, repercussions for everyone like what's going to be so to, to explain it because it's it's a complex topic and we had a complex new model so and you asked uh, how how does it work the first time you do a proposal I did it in the previous company where we were just implementing it and then we were learning so I did I remember very good that we I was in the GCC like the general company circle it's like where all the circles come together And, and, and we did a meeting and I did a proposal like, and it was not a big thing but it was just getting it you know tensions proposals is just getting it from how it is now to a little bit better mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to have everything completed already before you start it uh, and I did a proposal and, and I was there with, with former uh, board members and they were all sighing and saying things like Yeah, but this takes too much time. We can do this later. It's not necessary to do this now. Like I got a lot of pushback on it. Well, it, what, it, what you need to have in the meeting is a situation where it's safe enough because it's my tension. Who is anybody else to say that my tension is not valid or not important? Maybe it's not important for your roles and that's why you don't care. But then if you keep your mouth shut, then we can process it really fast. Um, so that was interesting to do in the first time and, and we also did in the end you do like a, a check out like we did at the meetup um, and then people can just react to it like yeah address how they I, felt or yeah there was, the it wasn't nice to do it like this yeah. and also if you get, have a good facilitator he will step in at that point like okay. Okay, don't keep it personal just only talk when you're allowed to talk and okay. yeah. yeah so that's one of the big advantages I, I've reckoned also from what I've learned from the meetup and talking to people is this um, separating I don't know maybe you can help me with that but mm -hmm. the emotion from mm -hmm. from the person or you yeah. know, like focusing on yeah 
the the actual um, yeah. contact or the yeah. Uh, yeah. the content yeah how how yeah 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 it's the role versus soul the role versus soul yeah okay because you have roles in the company and and if i speak to you from my roles i speak to you in your roles and i don't speak to you as a person because i know you had a busy weekend i know you have trouble at home or some whatever and and there would be all reasons to not ask you to do something because i know you're always busy and you have lots of other stuff on your mind and then I keep I keep holding back. That's that's my personality, you know. Then I think, okay, I don't want to upset you or um, uh, stress you out. So I'm not going to ask you for for a project or to do something. I would uh, I would I need done. But I have my roles and I have a responsibility for my roles. And my roles don't get to proceed because I have to wait until you do something. And that's what happens in in companies a lot, you know. Um, uh, you take into um, consideration how you would feel if I would ask you that. Um, and in a democracy, you say we divide, we make a division, make a distinct. What do you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, distinct. Yeah, yeah. We take them apart from each other. So I ask you in your role, and I don't care about your feelings at that point. And which that sounds really horrible, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it, but it's super interesting how yeah. how you actually learn to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I know, I mean, by exercise and by doing it all the time and by being is there any conscious trick? about is it. Is there any trick? Do you so you don't? I mean, I've learned in the Netherlands you address um, each other with your first name, mm -hmm. depending in Germany yeah. about the hierarchy and stuff. But do you then say, uh, "Hey, Charlotte," or do you say, "Hey"? Uh, people role or smooth yeah. operator role. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you yeah. leave out the name by. Yeah. You can do that. You can also say, "Hey, uh, Sarah, in your role as an internal partner explorer, okay. would you accept the project?" Blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's wow. how you talk to each other because then it's really clear that I'm talking to you in the work context. And it is, and 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 when I see you in the, in the in the hallway, I can ask you, "Hey, Sarah, how was your weekend?" And it's it's that's people talking to each other. Mm. You can still do that. It's not that it's not allowed to have people conversation or that people cannot yeah. be there. Uh, but if we're talking work, then I really make it explicit that my role is asking your role to do something. And in your HR mm -hmm. or with your HR background, I mean, I experience a lot of uh, people approaching HR for mm -hmm. very emotional topics. Yeah. You know, I have to change. Um, my seat or office and I don't mm -hmm. want to and I yeah. don't feel comfortable at the window you know all this yeah. kind of so you deal with emotions or little yeah. naggings and stuff yeah. so how, how yeah. is that I understand totally um, what you mean <laughs> yeah how it works in holacracy is that you have tensions mm -hmm. and, and the tensions is like the, the energy in the company like everything tension always sounds a little bit negative yep. but that's that's also it's it's the wording that makes it difficult but of course if you learn holacracy you learn how to understand it and it's in holacracy tension is is fuel it's what keeps the motor driving so everything that is uh, you know being in a fast moving environment everything changes so quickly and you need to progress so you're never done it's never like this is the ideal this is how it's supposed to be and now we're finished You always are changing and, and growing and stuff like that. Uh, so the tension is just from how it is now to how it could be. Just a little bit better. 
and attention now for, for instance uh, getting to learn something is attention because I don't know it now and I will learn it in the future so I now have attention that I don't know enough yet about and I need to learn more about it um, and so you can have all kinds of tensions and um, what you become in holacracy is a tension uh, uh, detector detector and also <laughs> processor what you need to do is process your tensions for instance yeah but that's that's how it, that's how it works that's how work starts uh, happening um, that's uh, for instance like what you said like I have to I, I cannot sit at my office anymore you know if yeah, I cannot sit example, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the example you gave like I want to sit at my desk and now it's becoming flex spaces and I don't like that okay then you just put in the tension guys I have a flex space now and I don't want it so I want to have a set desk and then things will happen and then it will get better but how it will come out it's up to the process the process will go through it and then something comes out of it but the tension is good because it makes it a little bit better because now there are flex places and that's not working for everyone so next spot maybe the solution is we have part of the office flex spaces and part of the office like fixed spaces okay mm -hmm. that might be a solution and how to deal with the topic of salaries and tensions mm -hmm. so where there yeah. many tensions coming up actually not that many mm -hmm. no but it doesn't say that there were tensions but mm -hmm. At least they were not being processed that much. How is it? Do you talk about uh, salaries in, in the Netherlands? How is that um, just in compared Depends. to Germany? Yeah. I have friends and they told me uh, when I was working in HR, I had, you know, they asked me, Sarah, can you have a look at the contract mm -hmm. when I start the job? And they had um, a paragraph in it uh, preventing them from yeah. talking about yeah. their salary within the colleagues, yeah. which is by law not, uh, can't do that. Um, And I like to talk about salaries to open it up. Yeah. Um, but in general, in Germany, we are on a way path mm -hmm. of opening up. Uh, yeah. But I don't know how here. How in, in Netherlands, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Like there are companies who actually, in the, like like with you, um, uh, forbid to talk about it, um, which is strange. But but it's like it's it's very uh, driven by fear. If people are going to start talking about the salaries, then they're going to uh, compare it to each other. And then all hell breaks loose because we know that it's not really a fair system. No, so you also Most don't think that it's not fair? Yeah, no, it's it's not fair. Yeah. Uh, so we don't talk about it that much. It's, it's still pretty much taboo. Uh, some companies are experimenting with it or just putting the salaries out in the open or, or stuff like that. Um, or at least... You know, the previous company I worked, we had like the, the salary house, we call it like the salary system. Like, um, I'm not sure what the proper English word for it is. Um, but but you didn't even know what your, um, uh, what the future would look like salary wise. So you entered a company with? Yeah, with a salary. So you say, okay, you're going to make 3,000 euros a month. Um, but you didn't know where to grow to, what the next step would be, something like that. So then the company has like full, full freedom to give you whatever they think is appropriate yeah. at some point. But it's of course very insecure, yeah. and you don't. There's no transparency at all. Mm. Uh, so there we at, at some point we said, okay, then we, we will show the skills 
and the steps you can make, but then still you don't have anything to, um, you, you still don't know how it's going to be because it's still in the hands of the manager who will decide if you get some more next year or not. Um, so, and, and it's in some, some like if you have like a, a zorg care, um, um, like hospitals and stuff mm -hmm. like that, um, there it's all out in the open but you don't know what people exactly earn but it's like it's all set like if you are uh, this old and you have this much experience in that position you will earn this yeah. and then you get like automatic steps so that's 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 open for some like um, uh, groups of, of, of professions um, but talking about it being open about it it's not really well it would help it would help if you could be more transparent because if you make it transparent then you have to have like a, a good system behind it because then you have to explain why people one people uh, some people earn more than other people and what do you think this good system could look like yeah you, you have now yeah. oliver uh, yeah and the system you um Yeah, maybe we can also talk about that, how mm -hmm. you introduced that. But you're also um, supporting other companies mm -hmm. and they might have other systems. Yeah. So from your experience as mm -hmm. an HR person and being in, or passionate about self-management yeah. and self-organized mm -hmm. teams, what is a good system, yeah. what could a good system look well, like? Yeah, there, yeah. Is there an, a good system? No, it's not a. Yeah. No, there are more good systems, of course. Um, It really also depends on on the history of the company, the culture, and stuff like that. I don't think you have to, like we 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 made this at at, at Oliver's, and you could say, okay, this works for everybody. But you also need sort of kind of like um, a consciousness level for the people to understand how it works and how to deal with it. And not everybody can deal with it or has the same view on this. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you went to Fizi. Have you heard of Fizi? No. Oh, okay. What's But that? They, they, yeah, that's also a company who's being holacracy, being self-managed, and they introduced a new system for their company, and they did some years of research. They really went deep into it, and they made it as simple as possible, and they just divided the jobs or the, the people up into four different categories, like a group that deals with mortgages and a group that deals with insurances, And then they just set like a scale of salaries, like unexperienced coming into the company, knowing nothing, you would start at this point. And at some point you will reach that salary and then every year you make a step. And that's it. So that's really clear and it's really, you know, where you, where you are going to. Of course, at Oliver it's different. We say you have the three levels. So you have like the base salary, uh, which actually is sort of like a profit. It, get part of a profit out of the company and it's for everybody it's the same right? yeah yeah only based on how many energy you're spending into the company so if you work full-time or part-time yeah that's the only cutoff so you you, yeah. you mentioned energy and not hours yeah so okay yeah we're moving towards it and it's, it's really cool. difficult okay. um, not being hours the, the reason to focus but having it differently it makes we, we now also state how the, the full um, full throttle energy, we call it, instead of F What, how? you know FTE, like yes, uh, full-time equivalent, yeah. and we call it full throttle uh, um, energy. Trot, full yeah, trot full throttle energy. Uh, what is throttle? Yeah, let me think how you translate <laughs> I that. I like it. It's like 
We have red yeah, in like German. Yeah, like full speed or something like going for okay. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. something. It translates almost like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we think about energy as, as what you put into the company, and then you can get an equivalent out of it. Uh, so you have the base salary, uh, you have a purpose contribution part. So we have a purpose, we have a big purpose at all of us. Um, we're even turning into a four-purpose enterprise, which is really cool. And it's even way bigger than what we are talking now. Um, we might get to it later. Yeah. but um, So we have this purpose and then you have different levels of contributing to that purpose. Um, so either you're just being the, the uh, tension processor, making the, the processes you work in a little bit better day by day, that's like the basic level, that's what we expect of everyone to be, at least that. Um, but for instance, doing work to have uh, the power shift happen is really big, it's really getting it much faster towards the purpose. So if you're doing stuff like that, you get to the second level and then you even have a third level of progressive, progressive working on the, on the purpose. And each of those three levels are um, um, rewarded a little bit higher. Uh, so that's the second level. And then you have a third level and we have all these skills, which are important for our company. Like one of the skills is holacracy because that's the system we work, so you need to know it. And you can know it on different levels and different levels means different kind of rewards. Um, but we also have skills like finance. You need good finance skills in the company. Uh, or legal skills, uh, or sales, or you know, all kinds of skills, consulting, or customer uh, experience, making them better. Or, so we have all these skills and we've all worked them out and those also make the third contribution to what you get out of the company, the profit sharing part. Uh, coffee care? Yeah. Thank you well. Coming out to vote. The radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you are also... Yeah. Part of it now. <laughs> the copy for kids. Thanks. Thank you all. Thanks, Yeah, he was asking if he would, could come on TV now. If he would but come on TV. But it's not a camera, it's a <laughs> microphone. No. But it would be cool to have a camera also. like As well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's more you get all of yeah. it. Like. It's nice to watch <laughs> something as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a picture afterwards. Ah, yeah. Cool. We'll do that. Um, so those yeah. are the three levels of the salary system. Okay, yeah. can we repeat it? So yeah. it was the basic salary, yeah. basic then the, contri the purpose of contribution, the contribution yeah. and then the skills. skills. Yeah, that's how the salary is being uh, built up. And then for the skills, we have the, we have the three levels. We have. Um, was that your idea? No, it actually, we didn't even invent it or thought of it. You have encode.org. Mm -hmm. Do you know mm -hmm. encode? Um, so one of the founders of Encode is also one of the founders of uh, Holacracy. And they have uh, implemented this system uh, in their own company. And they are implementing it there where, where companies are starting to be a for-purpose enterprise. So we went, before we started to be a for-purpose enterprise, we already did the earnings plan, the system, salary system. Okay. Uh, we adopted that already. Yeah. So we didn't invent it. We just made it so it suited our wishes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how do you... How is it measured? Skills. For yeah. example, yeah. Yeah. Do you do tests? Do you do... I mean, you, you mentioned that all of um, uh, Oliver's employees, they get a holacracy training. Yeah. 
So that is one skill they have to acquire, yeah. for example. But, but um, still, then, the training doesn't mean that you are at a certain level after the training. You've done the training, but people are different in how they learn and how fast they learn. Um, so the, the first the first version of it was just a description on like what kind of behavior you would show if you are in that level of that skill. Uh, and then uh, it becomes difficult because you read it and then, then you ask, okay, do you think you're in that skill? Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. also say. I mean, I want yeah. to have more money. Yeah, of course. And, and, and that's <laughs> you see the difference of people because some people are like, no, I don't think I am. And then I would say as the advisor in the talk, say, okay, but I, you are showing it all, all the time. You know, you, mm -hmm. you are in that level. So some people are very modest mm -hmm. and they don't get what they should, should get. And other people are like, oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, and that's also what I do already. Yeah, and I do that as well in my previous job. So mm -hmm. they get like everything. Mm -hmm. um, um, so the next phase now is to get it more objective, more measurable. So um, you have for every skill set, you have the mastery level. That's the highest level. Um, so there are some people like uh, our finance guy. He is mastery level in the finance because he has a background in that and he's done it for years. So he so knows exactly is the highest, the highest level, achieve, which goes along to a certain salary then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I asked the mastery level holders to help me with um, how to measure first and second level and third level so when when are you in the first level when is it in the second and when is it in the third and and now we're uh, making like small assessments mm -hmm. for instance for finance if you would give like a, a, a paper with a balance sheet on it and you make sure some things are not correct and then you just ask okay get all the mistakes out of here because then you know that people really understand what's in what's in there and they really know how to read it And then you would say, okay, from the seven mistakes, you need at least five to go to the next, sort of an exam to make it more objective. Um, for holacracy, it's, um, uh, you could do an assessment with, uh, with the mastery level person to check, okay, does it tick all the boxes to go to the next level? So we are make, working to make it more objective and more measurable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that's the most fair that it's the same standard for everyone and it's not like the one who mm. screams the best, screams the hardest, mm. loudest. And, yeah. and you have the, the advisory role at the moment? or I, I did have. Actually, it changed Friday. I now have the designer role and the designer became the advisor. We just shifted. Yeah. Okay, But that's you, really, switched, you switched roles. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of a responsibility, right? I mean, now yeah. you're getting, you said you're getting help from... Yeah, from uh, the from the yeah. people that actually can assess the skill level. Yeah. But it's it's a it's kind of a responsibility. It right? is. That yeah, have. and that's and that's also I felt it like a big responsibility. So we got a new a new guy in the company, and then um, um, he he said from from I don't even I think it was communicating and brand building from that. Um, um, Uh, skill set, he said, I'm, I'm level two. So I am not contributor, but um, competency level. And then another colleague asked me, he said, why is he in that level? Because I don't see it. I don't, he doesn't, doesn't know our products yet. And how can he communicate and brand build our products if he doesn't even know them? It's like, yeah, shit, you're right. He claimed it, but, and then I said it was okay. And then 
now you're come to with some good arguments and I think no it's not it's not right how do you deal with it then yeah then I have to go back to the person and explain and then tell him that I'm putting him back in the first um, uh, skill uh, set and that's and in I'm, your power yeah as the advisor yeah okay yeah but it, I was dreading it because it felt like in my old HR roles where you have to t give bad news to people and, and you know being The, the person in charge and then telling yeah you, you don't you get a salary earn, range you, yeah, yeah. Earn less, yeah. Uh, and I was dreading it I was I was postponing it for weeks and then at some point I had to do it and it was a very easy talk because the guy said oh yeah I can relate to that okay that's fine <laughs> I was like fuck why <laughs> did you, it take me were, so long yeah okay and did you figure out what so wasn't there a ten there was an obvious tension the, my tension was that it was a very big responsibility and, mm -hmm. and I thought that I had to carry it all by myself And then uh, I thought, okay, why not ask the people who are really already uh, professionals in that particular skill set to help me out? So that's why I came to talk with everybody to give me their feedback and insight on when it's the next level. Yeah. I mean, from my past HR experience, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I worked in HR mm -hmm. to realize the game or like yeah. salary and it's a political game it's a, lot a of the political times. game yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair so you try to, to make sure that the people get the lowest salary they accept right it's never to their potential but it's always that's how traditional HR is but it's like a, it was at companies I worked with, it's always a negotiation so we'll yeah. set the bar low yeah, and then they that. say okay I'm not okay with it and then We'll try, and then it's like a game, because we don't want to overpay somebody, because what if he doesn't, you know? And it, because it's always difficult to let people go as well, um, so you're stuck, kind of, and yeah. then you have to pay that much. Yeah. But it's never it's never fair. No. It's never that people get what they earn, but it's because they play the game, because they are great negotiators. And what I also really, always really felt was... Um, And that's the system, you know, I'm not blaming the people, but it's the system that does it. Uh, but we have managers, and managers, what they tend to do is people that are alike them, they they favor they promoted, them. Yeah. yeah. So then they come to me and they say, okay, this guy wants a promotion. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but why does he get a promotion and he doesn't? Yeah, but he's really good at doing stuff like this. Yeah, but he's also very valuable to the company doing other stuff. But they don't see it because they only tend to... You know, if, if yeah, if they're more alike, then you will get a, a better promotion. That's of course the whole thing with the women on top, in the tops yeah. and, and in the boards, and yeah. And you you now work in companies. Uh, you mentioned the the other company go twice a month, which is also mm -hmm. um, using Holacracy. Yeah. Do you also work in in corporates that are not using Holacracy? And um, if so, mm -hmm. does it clash? in terms of the very progressive way of how you can... Yeah, well, what I, what I do, I have two other assignments now uh, to other companies, which are both really small companies. Mm -hmm. um, and I help them uh, because one is, they're both a little bit, already a little bit more uh, self-steering kind of way, organized, but not, they don't accept it like holacracy or anything, and they're not uh, willing to go that far. Now, so I try to look for solutions that will work for them mm -hmm. and our step forward. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I 
pick out the well in, at first it wasn't really like a, a conscious thing uh, but I got one question one time to help a company with, with their performance management and I just fucked up the, the proposal Yeah, I did a proposal but I didn't put energy in it because I didn't feel it and I should have just said no but I didn't do it because I was a little bit afraid and uh, but in, in the same time, I wasn't putting the energy in it. This was, and I didn't get it, of course, because yeah, they felt it as well. Um, uh, and now the things that I do, I'm doing now, it's all with companies who are already looking for. Okay, I want to do things differently. I don't want to be the boss. I want to have people more energized in the workplace. And and then I tell them my principles. And if they if they are okay with that, then if they also think that people are adults and that people can make the, make decisions from themselves, and if they are agreeing with that then we can uh, make steps but if you tell me that no you have to keep them in control and I have to focus you know if I want to control everything yeah well that's not going to work then you better use a normal consultancy company because that but also the way people come to me is by um, um, so far by other people um, recommending you recommending me or one, I got this one job, I just went there, uh, and they saw a comment from me on a post over uh, about bonuses. And then he he, um, um, he came to me and he said, can you help us with a bonus system? We did a bonus system last year, and then everybody was unhappy in the end. So I was, I was thinking doing the nice thing, but then everybody was upset because some people got more and others got less, and then everybody was upset. So can we do something else that's transparent and that it's that is um, uh, fair to everyone. So we're going to do a new bonus system. So there you see that it's just, I don't even have to do a lot for it, yeah. but it's the energy going out of it and it's coming back, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. You also see it in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. And uh, where do you see your energy going in, uh, in 2020? Mm. Uh, that's a, a good and a tough question. Yeah, as I see it now, it's still doing stuff like this. But now I'm doing it in a small scale, like with, with not so big companies. And I think then with the experience I'm having now and also more progressive companies coming up and stuff like that, I think I can do even bigger interventions and more um, bigger companies. Yeah. And is it HR? So your passion lies in HR or give like by getting to know holacracy, using mm -hmm. it, um, and having different roles and getting to know more uh, mm -hmm. about what other areas are alike. Have you felt like a bit of an energy going somewhere else? You said mm. you were in organizing because you like it, you know, yeah. supporting the meetup. Yeah. I don't know, or what, what other roles could be out there for you? Is there something where you say, oh, yeah. me, I want to learn that, I want to... Mm. Yeah, well, I think, indeed, because HR is also traditional, you know. It's, it's the term we <laughs> yeah. use to do people stuff in companies. Well, what I like is people working with the people yeah. in companies so I see myself also coaching and also doing um, uh, interventions on you know organizational systems and organization helping companies becoming self-managed um, so those are areas that I that I like and I'm already a little bit also doing stuff like that 
Um, but also, I, I really liked uh, the meetup, organizing it, but also telling our story. Because I'm so energized by it and so inspired, so I really like to inspire other, others as well. You know, it will evolve. Yeah, yeah so, so we'll see how it goes. And I'm not really like a big planner, like, then I have to do this or then I have to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I also feel that there where the energy should, is going to flow, there is where the light is. And that's, yeah, all coming great and uh, together. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think that's pretty... We're talking for an hour now and I feel like we could continue Yeah, talking. I guess so. <laughs> I feel like we can do a cut here. Okay, yeah, that's or, okay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode with Charlotte. I really enjoyed the conversation with her. I learned a lot, as you might have realized, that I had a lot of questions about holacracy, about how it's it's possible to work like that and how um, kind of things I learned how it should be done or how it's supposed to be done can be done completely differently so it was very refreshing to talk with her uh, to learn different perspectives and also to learn about um, her own journey and uh, I hope this sparks a little bit of thoughts for your own journey and what is important to you how you like to create your work life let me know what you think reach out to Charlotte and take good care Thank you.